In these winter months, consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. How's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. A review of Sky Princess this week. Now, that ship was launched in 2019. Steve had the pleasure of taking a New Year's Eve cruise. So from 2019 into 2020, it was 14 nights, uh, 7 Eastern, 7 Western. And Steve will be sharing his review with us a little bit later on in the show. But first, we'll jump to cruise news with Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com. Hello, Sherry. Hi, Doug. So Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings, so the parent company of NCL, it looks like they're getting a little bit closer to requiring vaccines for all the crew members. Yeah, so they they sent out a press notice that they will require all crew members from Norwegian and Region 7 Seas to have their COVID-19 vaccines in order to work on the ships. And the announcement comes on the heels of new cruise cancellations that extend through April. So when and where the crew will be vaccinated wasn't mentioned, only that it was a requirement to work. And, you know, along the same lines, over at um, All-Inclusive Saga Cruises, Cruises, which is based in the UK and sold only to the 55-year-old and up crowd, they've taken the uh, the decision to require that all guests, not just the crew, but the guests, must be fully vaccinated at least 14 days before sailing. And they've had to push their departures up until May 4th, and they'll sail out of Dover, England. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how this goes. Seems like there's still going to be a long road, though, here, because you're going to have union negotiations with the crew agencies, also the legalities and the vaccine supply by countries. Absolutely. So, yeah, when and where they're going to be vaccinated really is going to be a major factor in the follow through on this. Looks like Carnival Cruise Line has delayed a few more dry docks. Yep. So the latest change arrived earlier this week. So Carnival issued a notice that said Victory will be transformed and become the Radiance. We knew that, but the dry dock won't begin until September. Three other Carnival ships, the Magic, Carnival Paradise, and Carnival Valor, they won't emerge from their refurbishment until November. And at that time, when that finally does happen, Magic is supposed to cruise from Port Canaveral, Carnival Paradise, which is the last of uh, Carnival's fantasy-class ships, will home port in Tampa, And then if all goes as planned, Carnival Valor is scheduled to sail from New Orleans. Also, we didn't mention this because there's so much news over the past seven days. But uh, last Friday, Carnival Cruise Line said they're canceling all cruises up to April 30th, which means uh, their new scheduled startup date is May 1st, which also includes pushing back the launch of Carnival Mardi Gras until Memorial Day weekend. So, uh, yeah, lots of changes. All right. A ship goes from one cruise line to another. Yeah. So this is sort of like, you know, dominoes, you know, falling down one after the other. So first, Royal Caribbean Group announced it had sold their three-ship Azamara brand to an undisclosed buyer. Then it was revealed that the buyer was Sycamore Partners, which is a private equity firm based out of New York. And shortly after that, Princess Cruises said it had sold Pacific Princess, but they wouldn't reveal the buyer's name at first light. So knowing that Pacific Princess was once an old Renaissance uh, ship and all three Azamara ships were from Renaissance, it was 
not too difficult to deduce that Pacific Princess was also sold to Sycamore Partners. And interestingly enough, Sycamore Partners also owns, get this, Staples, Belk, Talbots, Nine West, and now Azamara, which is their first cruise line venture. This is interesting. Follow me here. Orlando okay. Ashford, he was the president of Holland America. Now he's over at the new Azamara, right? Correct. Okay. He's not president, but he is in, yeah, he's the higher up than president. And now Azamara picks up an old carnival ship. Uh, part of me thinks that they could be setting this up where Carnival Corporation buys Azamara down the road because Carnival Corporation really did like Orlando Ashford. Yeah, you know, he's just he just breathed fresh air into into Holland America at the time when it needed it most. And he started Music Walk and he really made it more appealing to the the under 60 set. And uh, you know, Azamara, it's just an awesome little cruise line. It was one of my favorites in in the like 2010 to 2014. So yeah. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. So the blows already start for the Alaska 2021 cruise season. Yeah, this is not great news. So Royal Caribbean has decided not to send Quantum of the Seas to Alaska this summer after all. And instead, Quantum is going to remain in Asia and sail out of Singapore for at least the summer season. Quantum was supposed to cruise Alaska from April 25th until the middle of October. But Royal Caribbean Alaska cruises are still planned for Ovation of the Seas, Serenade, and Radiance of the Seas. And if it does happen... Ovation will cruise round trip from Seattle through September and then go to Australia. Serenade will be in Alaska May through September, round trip from Vancouver, and then go to Australia as well. And Radiance of the Seas is scheduled to do a repeat of its yearly cross-gulf cruises that go between Vancouver and Seward, and this would be from May to September as well. So it's looking very bleak for Alaska at this point, but so far, if those three ships can do it, that would be wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And Celebrity made a last-minute change for 2021. They sure did, so there's another shakeup over at Celebrity Cruises, and instead of sending Celebrity Edge to Europe, as was planned, the ship is now going to home port at Port Everglades for the summer. So beginning in July, and according to uh, Celebrity Cruises' website, the Edge will set out on seven-night alternating eastern and western Caribbean cruises. And also sailing from Port Canaveral in July is Celebrity Equinox. And that ship will do six- and seven-night western Caribbean cruises. So it's going to be a little less Europe, a little more Caribbean for 2021 at least. That's what they're hoping to do. Okay. Listener question here comes from Trish in Vermont. Carnival Cruise Line is offering a free Wi-Fi deal included in the price of the cruise, but comparing it to other sailings, you could buy the premium Wi-Fi package for the same price. Is this just a psychological game that the cruise lines play with pricing and perks? Well, hi, Trish, and I think you pretty much figured it out. Um, Norwegian has been offering their, they have a program called Free at Sea, and this promotion, really, it feels like it's been going on forever. And, you know, quite often you can get a better stateroom price and then add on whatever perks you will use. And for Carnival, I, I did a little checking. The premium Wi-Fi package shows to be uh, $14.45 a day, which comes to $101.15 for a seven-night cruise. And it does include streaming. So depending on the price tag for your sale date and your stateroom, you might you know, you could very well be better off buying the two separately 
But it does take some research to do that. And I really think that's why some people jump at the chance to take advantage of these promotional offers. They don't have to do the research. They can just accept what they're, you know, what they're getting. And they're very happy to just do it, you know, without having to spend the, the time to investigate. But yeah, you are right. It's kind of depending on the sale date and the accommodation. It's a little bit of a psychological game that they play. Plus, if you really have the time, you could go down a rabbit hole and price this out individually and figure out, hey, this is actually a better deal buying it a la carte. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Been talking with Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Doug. Top industry stories from around the world and how they'll impact your next vacation. Every weekday morning on Cruise Radio News. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Have a question or a comment for the show? Send an email or voice memo to Doug at CruiseRadio.net. At the end of 2019, going into 2020, Steve and his wife took a New Year's Eve cruise on Sky Princess out of Port Everglades. It was a back-to-back seven-nighter, so 14 nights total. He joins us on the show. Hey, Steve. How are you, Doug? Good, man. I'd bet you'd rather be on that cruise right now than up there in cold New Jersey. Um, I'm about it again. Yeah, I bet. So this is a kind of a unique sailing because it was seven nights back to back. So 14 nights total, a little sampler, if you will, the Eastern Caribbean and the Western Caribbean. Give us some pre-cruise thoughts. What made you want to do this itinerary and this cruise ship? Well, we wanted to try the new ship. It was coming out and we wanted to try New Year's Eve. Me and my wife, we never, we don't really do much for New Year's. So we said, you know what, let's go on the cruise. We had a couple of cruises canceled on us. So we figured let's go all out and let's go 14 days and um, celebrate the new year in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You make your way down from Jersey down to Florida. Any pre-cruise time down there? Yeah, so me and my wife, we do not fly. We drive down. Okay. We jump in the car. We wake up early like early in the morning hours and we make our way down to, to Port Lauderdale. But we do a couple of stops. We make like a little trip out of it. So we stopped at um, Fayetteville for one night, spent the evening there in North Carolina. We like uh, to try different breweries. So we stopped at a couple of breweries, had dinner, then we made it down to Melbourne for the night before. And again, we stopped, we tried local breweries, we have dinner at the brewery. We wake up nice and fresh and we make that our way down to Fort Lauderdale the next day. Nice. So you make your way to Port Everglades. How was your embarkation once you got to Sky Princess? Very easy, man. We parked the car in um, Park and Go. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. They take us in the shuttle right to the port. And with Princess, they had the medallion. And it was one, two, three. We walked up. The lady with the iPad checked our pictures, asked a couple of questions. We waited a little around, and we went right in, right before lunchtime. 
I've never actually sailed on a ship that had Ocean Medallion on it. So how easy was the Ocean Medallion process when you compare that against a regular embarkation process? We put all of the information before, prior to getting onto the ship. We uh, put our photos in, all of the information. And it was like, it was like wearing the, the Disney, uh, what do they call it? Like a magic band. Exactly. That's yeah. why I kept calling it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I kept calling it magic band. And it was very simple. You know, you walk up to the bar, they, they know who you are. You walk up to your, your room, your stateroom, and the door opens up automatically and locks. Nice. Very simple. This cruise is like probably the third or fourth U.S. cruise when you went on it. So it was fairly new to the U.S. here. Um, what were your first impressions when you walked into the atrium on Sky Princess? It was very, very beautiful, man. The, the piazza, it was the older, they changed the colors, I believe, with the, with the look of Princess. You know, with the beige, they put the new colors in, and it's mm-hmm. just so modern, refreshed. You could still smell the new carpet, you know, the paint. You know, it's, it, was, it was amazing. It was nice. That's one thing I really enjoy is that new ship smell. Um, it seems to be, yeah. you know, it hangs around for a while until the uh, smoke from the casino eventually permeates it and uh, it kind of goes away. But yeah, <laughs> nothing like that new ship yeah. smell. So what kind of stateroom did you book on this uh, 14-night cruise and what did you think of it? We had a, a premium balcony on this seventh deck. It was small, man. You know, it's, it's a regular, regular balcony room. We're only there to freshen up and sleep, I guess. It wasn't that bad. Um, the balcony that was the same size of any normal balcony, and the princess bed sheets and pillows is what makes it nice. <laughs> what makes princess princess? Yeah. You know, the only thing I guess downfall is the bathroom. The bathroom situation is a little, little tight. A little tight there. Is it just how everything's kind of situated? Like the toilet, the sink, and shower are kind of like in this rectangle or small square. Exactly. I, I like squeeze myself into the shower. You know, the one sink is. I went on one, one cruise on the Caribbean Princess. We had a mini suite. That was nice. But then you missed out on the balcony. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which way I like it better. Yeah, I guess it's a, it's a trade, right? right? One or the other, I guess, right? For his Ocean Medallion, I know you said it unlocked the door. Did it control anything else inside the stateroom? Not that I know of. Yeah, some of the newer know, ships because... have like, uh, I think the newer Royal Caribbean or Celebrity ships, they have like kind of their wow band and you can use your app on the phone to control like the lights, the TV and all this wild stuff, which is, which is really, really huh. cool, I guess. And uh, she guess it goes to show you how lazy we can be as Americans too, though, laying in, laying in bed. I don't feel like turning the light on. Let's do it from my phone. So it's uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of funny there. Let's talk about dining on this 14-night cruise. Of course, you have a lot of specialty restaurants on Sky Princess. Did you hit any of those? Yeah, we always tend to do the chef's table. As soon as we get onto the ship, we book that as fast as we can. And then um, we did Alfredo's a couple of times, a couple of nights. The pizza there is really amazing. It's really good. And um, of course, we had to hit the Crown Grill. Sabatini's, it wasn't up to par for us for some reason this time around. I don't know what it was. And we didn't do the, the Bistro Sirloin. And we did the Ocean Terrace Sushi a couple of nights. How was the sushi on board? Delicious. It was good. It was, the cover charge wasn't that bad. It was very minimum. And we did that a couple of nights. We liked sushi, so we were happy with that. Crown Grill is, is always amazing. The steaks there, the lamb chops is it's exquisite. Nice. You mentioned Sabatini's was kind of a questionable dining experience, and that's that's been up a lot lately on the show, or I guess not the past 12 months because of the mm-hmm. shutdown, but prior to, I, do you attribute that to them tweaking the menu, or what was what was off for you? I think that's what it was. 
did, did change the menu a little bit. We have a little high hopes on Italian food coming from the tri-state area in sure. New York, New Jersey. So when, I don't know, it wasn't, wasn't wowing. And Fredo's was delicious. Fredo's pizza, we had that a few nights. How about the main dining room on Sky Princess? Uh, how was your experience in there? We did that, I think, one or two nights, maybe. And it, was, it wasn't that, that wowing either, you know. The service was amazing. I believe we had the surf and turf night. You know, we had the lobster and the steak. We were to try to the specialty dining, you know. Sure. It was more cozy that way. Yeah. With the chef's table, that is actually done in, isn't that one done in the rear dining room on Sky Princess? Like in that enclosed, yeah. like, little area? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was beautiful. The table there, the, the chandelier, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. Yeah, that's uh. They looked really beautiful. I, I haven't actually sailed the ship, but I was on it for the christening ceremony uh, early December, so prior, a couple of weeks before you were on it, and uh, I was really amazed by the chef's table experience there, um, the little kind of the little nook they have carved out for it. As far as the uh, the Lido deck, the buffet area, how was the food there? Good, man. They have a lot of diverse, you know, cuisines out there. You know, mm-hmm. one night could be Indian food, Asian food, Italian food, American cuisine. You know, they they have a Big selection, especially during breakfast time with all the desserts, pastries, good stuff like that. Yeah. Place. One of the the uh, favorites of mine on Sky Princess, or that whole royal class actually in general, is that little, The it's like the, you have the buffet, but right in the middle of the buffet, you have a little room within there, which is mostly like pastries and desserts and stuff. And like, it goes on forever and ever, it seems. And uh, so many awesome options oh. in there. Yeah, it's delicious. Did you die out by the pool deck at all? When we get a little appetite, we will tend to have like the salty dog grill and a little bit of the the pizza. But we try to stay away from the pizza because we were eating Alfredo's, right. you know. So maybe a hamburger here. French the French fries is really good at that salty yeah. dog. Is salty dog is that included in the price of the cruise or is that extra? That's included. Okay, very good. There was no charge of that or nice. or the sliced pizza. Now, since this was a 14-night cruise, let's talk about entertainment here. Um, how was it as far as entertainment goes, and did it vary on your back-to-back, or was it basically week two was a repeat of week one? It was a repeat. The thing that we really liked, I liked it, my wife didn't like it much as me, was the rock opera. The rock mm-hmm. opera, I thought it was pretty cool. It was the, the theater work with that was, was pretty cool. The only thing I, I feel like they were lacking a little bit was of a theme, for yeah. the opera side. And they're playing cool music. I was enjoying it. I like the rock music, the 80s rock, classic rock. But the whole, like, there was, like, no storyline, I guess, to say. But it was um, pretty entertaining. Okay, so that's cool. So it's opera blended with classic rock? Classic rock, 80s rock, a little nice. bit. Nice. You know, all the classics, you know. It was, I enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that's pretty cool. Outside of the theater, how were the public venues like? Uh, what do they have, like Jazz on Five and other musical venues around the ship? Yeah, we spent one night there hanging out, getting a couple of cocktails. You know, it was, it was nice. You know, it was it's not crazy. It's relaxing. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed it. As far as the casino on board, how was it with the smoke situation? I didn't even really notice it. We went one, one day, one night we went to gamble a little bit, and my wife would not would not stand for that with the cigarette smell mm-hmm. so we went in there we hung out we didn't it was, i don't even think we were allowed to smoke in there for some reason okay i don't know maybe just the night that i was there yeah it's not bad at all yeah nothing ruins a, a ship quicker than cigarette smoke and that's uh yeah, 
gets the non-smokers up in arms as well. So on this uh, this cruise, you had a lot of sea days because it was 14 nights and you had eight ports. So how were the sea days as far as crowds and congestion? We made a decision that we didn't realize that, that we were going to face when we, when we booked this cruise. It was New Year's Eve, cruise, New Year's Day. Nice. And um, a lot of kids were off from school, I guess. Oh, boy. Yeah. And we didn't, we, we didn't, we didn't think of that. <laughs> we we weren't thinking of that because when you think of princess, you think of adult ship. You know, it's it was um, a lot of little kids jumping up up in the pool, which tend to get a little nerve wracking. But we made the best out of it, you know. Sure. Yeah. How was the sailing? As far as like, how were the New Year's Eve activities? Oh, it was awesome. The deck the deck party we had outside. It was so much fun. Everyone was pretty much on on the pool deck. We did a countdown on a big TV screen. Mm-hmm. It was great. We had a good um, host, Alexandra. Mm-hmm. He's very good at what he does and kept everyone entertained. DJ, the band, was, was excellent. I've never taken a New Year's Eve cruise, so I'm curious. Like, What time zone did you celebrate it in? Because this was an Eastern and Western Caribbean cruise. Some of the Eastern Caribbean islands are one hour ahead of Eastern, and some of the Western Caribbean islands are one hour behind Eastern. I believe we're one hour behind when we were in St. Thomas. Okay. Gotcha. Definitely one hour behind, I believe. Gotcha. Very good there. Um, All right. Well, let's talk about the ports of call on this. You did have eight ports of call because this was a back-to-back. So you did a handful of Eastern Caribbean ports. You went back to Port Everglades for a turnaround, and then you did Western Caribbean. So what we'll do here is uh, give us the port of call, a highlight, and then move to the next one. Okay. Princess K's, simple. We tender it in, and we made a beach day out of it. We spent the whole day in the water, sunbathing, and over there they have the grill open for a little barbecue, basic food, hamburgers, hot dogs, fruits, stuff like that. And they had the bar open with limited drinks. They had a drink package, so we were still drinking under our, our drink package. It was relaxing then. Nice. You know, we spent the, the whole day pretty much on the sand and, and in the water. Then we went to St. Thomas which was New Year's Eve. We did a, a jet ski tour. We met up for a jet ski tour and we went snorkeling. After that was done, we went back to the port and we found a, the brewery that we always like to have a couple of drinks, Rock City, which is right, by, right on the port. Had a couple of drinks there and we came back on the ship. And then on New Year's Day, we were in St. Martin. We spent the whole day on the, the boardwalk area. We hung out on the beach. We went to Blue Bitch Bar. Have you heard of that, Doug? I have not, no. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty <laughs> cool spot. The person who hosted host us, like, took us in for our drinks and for our chairs, he was awesome. I felt like the guy thought he knew me for some reason. Nice. And he was like, give me everything I wanted. Nice. <laughs> everything I needed, he was, he was hooking me up with. And uh, it was it was a nice relaxing day at the, the boardwalk. We did a little walking. In the morning hours, it felt like it was going to be a crappy day, but then the sun came out, and it was, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And from there, we went back to Fort Lauderdale, and we did the back-to-back. We stood on the ship. We didn't get off. We had to get off for, for a little while, I guess, to get checked back into the ship. Mm-hmm. That was a little headache, I guess, for some reason. They put us outside, and it took a while for us to get back onto the ship. I told we were just going to wake up and go right to the pool area where we had to hang out outside mm-hmm. for a little while and we got back in. And then from there, we went to Costa Maya. Costa Maya, we did a bus tour. We see, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, Chacha Boom Ruins. 
And then from there, we went to have lunch at Seven Color Lagoon. Nice. It was pretty relaxing. We did a little tubing in the, the Seven Color Lagoon, swam a little bit, and then we got back to the port. Next day, we stopped at Belize. Belize, we did a private tour of cave tubing, which was pretty cool. When we were in the caves, it was pretty dark. And the guy told us there was bats in there. It was a little, little nerve-wracking, but I guess we were <laughs> safe. <laughs> right. And then the next day, we went to Rotan. Rotan, we did a private tour. It was an older gentleman that took us on this tour. We first stopped at the Monkey and Sloth Sanctuary, which mm-hmm. was awesome. I got to hold the sloth. Nice. I held the monkey. It was a pretty cool experience. We did a little chocolate tasting and rum tasting, which was excellent, I guess. Yeah. You know, it was delicious. I seen them how they make the chocolate over there, and we, we found out that they actually sell the chocolate here in New York, I believe somewhere by Central Park. Oh, okay. They actually sell this type of chocolate. They had a row of 10. And then we went to this beach club, and me and my wife, we felt a little uncomfortable for some reason. I don't know. They were very aggressive on trying to sell this stuff. Mm-hmm. The stores and rented jet skis, and, and you see security wearing holding guns and stuff. It felt a little, little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, but then we, we had a little lunch at the, the beach bar over there, and we found out that there was a, a brewery called Rotan Brewery. And we convinced our driver to take us to this place, which was actually close to the port. Mm-hmm. And it was a kick-ass brewery. We went there, we had a couple of drinks. We met a couple there that came from, I think, Carnival, maybe? They were on Carnival ship. Okay. We had a good time, and the guy took us back to the port, and we were safe and sound. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and, then we, and then we went to Cozumel. We did a Jeep tour, a little snorkeling. We had uh, mojitos at Punta Sor, I think I'm pronouncing it. And then we had a tequila tasting at the Sambo Rasta Cozumel. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, too. And that was it. Cosmo was our last stop. Okay, very good. Yeah, you had a, a nice little sampling of ports there. Out of the eastern and western, which one was your favorite, I guess, region, if you will? I like St. Martin. Mm-hmm. I like the whole vibe of that, that beach area and the, the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. I feel like that one probably my favorite. Nice. The next cruise we're going back on to, we're going back to one of our favorite stops, which is um, Bonaire. We but, really, really like Bonaire. Yeah, I've never been there. Bonaire, yeah, it's a, it's a cool... You know, we we went to a golf cart. We mm-hmm. drive around the golf cart the whole island by ourselves. Right by the port is a gentleman that, that, that rents golf carts. And you just drive around the whole town with a map. Nice. And you do your own stops. And that's that's some, that's going to be our third time going. Very cool. I, because that's like you have the ABC Islands down there. So Aruba, Bonaire, and Curacao. And I've been to Aruba and Curacao, but never Bonaire. Is that island kind of a blend of the other two? Yep. I believe there's the French side and the Dutch side. Nice. Yeah, definitely on the list. So you make your way back to Port Everglades for disembarkation after 14 nights. How was the process as far as getting off the ship with the Ocean Medallion program? Very easy. We went to one room and they called us out to, to, to embark. You know, it was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was really simple. It was actually pretty quick, I believe. If I remember correctly, it was pretty quick. How long would you say it took from, actually, I didn't even ask you this at the, at the front of the interview. Um, when you were boarding the ship, how long did it take from curb to ship? One hour. Okay. And how about disembarking? Quick. Quick. We had a lot of luggage. That was the only yeah. problem. Gotcha. <laughs> that, was yeah, the but... problem. that was the only problem. That was the only difficulties. <laughs> we had to wait for the shuttle bus to pick us up to take us back to our car and the parking go. Mm-hmm. And just carrying all, all that luggage to the curbside, it was, that's the only difficulty part of this of, for a 14, 14 day cruise. About how much money did you save using the park and go against just parking at the pier? 
That I won't know about. I won't know. My wife will know that information. Right. Um, I'm assuming it's it's a good deal than parking at the port. Yeah, they get you coming and going there. Safe. Yeah, the car's safe there. It's parked. They had the car ready for you. They bring you right there. Jumping off that shuttle bus and getting onto the car was two seconds. Nice. They give you a bottle of water when you check out, and it's nice. Any first-time tips to offer someone sailing Sky Princess? You got to try the specialty dining, you know, the, the especially Crown Grill, man. That restaurant is good. Good stuff there. You want to definitely get to the pool area because people keep thinking they can reserve spots. <laughs> so you want to try to get to the, the pool area as quickly as possible in the morning, especially in sea days, and get to the, the theaters for the shows as early as possible, too, for good seating. That was one of the things that was a little difficult. Mm-hmm. The ship was definitely booked shipped. Looking back, what was the biggest highlight of your cruise? The ball dropping, New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. The night was awesome. Awesome. We, got a, we purchased a bottle of champagne and just danced all night. Nice. Enjoy the night. You know, it was, it was a fun experience to be in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, absolutely. And no one would be able to reach you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's awesome. What are, your, what are your thoughts on cruising again once cruising does resume? Well, we have, um, we have a cruise booked in uh, January 9th on the, the newer ship, Enchanted Princess. Mm-hmm. And we pushed back to one cruise, obviously, because it was canceled. I don't know. I just hope things will be somewhat normal. You know, yeah. I want to be able to go pick up my food in the buffet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, I, I, 100%, <laughs> man. I totally am I'm on board with that. All right. Well, in closing here, what are your final thoughts of Sky Princess? Beautiful, modern, cozy. Mm-hmm. Princess makes the experience very cozy. You know, I, I never experienced other ships like uh, Royal Caribbean or Norwegian. But Princess makes it very cozy. You know, where everything is at. I feel like all the ships, we went to the Royal Princess and the Caribbean Princess. And again, everything, you know where everything's going to be. It's like going to your favorite hotel. If you go to Vegas or Atlantic City, you know where everything is. That's how I feel about Princess. All right, Steve. Well, thank you so much for giving us the review of this 14-night cruise of the seven-night back-to-back aboard Sky Princess. Stay warm up there in New Jersey, my friend. Thank you again. Thank you, Doug. All right, Dougie. Let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.